Hello Wanderers, and welcome to Undertown. At the beginning of this year, Zach and Caitlin took a hiatus, so we decided to invite some of our friends to game with us in D&D 5th Edition. Since 2021 was extra hectic as we welcomed two new babies into the Wandering Gamer family, this game is going to take the place of our holiday special. Undertown will run through the rest of the year, and Outlaws will be back on the first Monday of January. Thank you all for sticking with us, and we hope you enjoy Undertown. Wanderers, and welcome to Undertown, the Wandering Gamer Network's hiatus game. Last time, Morton Ama met with the Duchess Vile. They managed to secure her friendship by promising her the body of her dead husband, and by fetching her more victims. Meanwhile, the rest of the party fought bravely to draw the attention of the monster match. Now, welcome, Wanderers, to Undertown. Where we left off, Greg, Tonk, and Rolf had all finished their battle with five of the kind of Cthulhu-y creatures that had been assaulting the Torn Cloaks. So they were just kind of attacking the rear guard of the slowest moving creatures. And once the battle is finished, they look up and see all of the, like, tentacle-armed, half-crab, half-fish, uh, multiple-eyed creatures all staring at them. All those googly eyes and snapping claws and, uh, you know, Cronenberg bodies just all looking at the three of you. What do you do? They have googly eyes? Yeah, like big squid-like eyes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I thought they were actually, like, literal googly eyes. No, they did not have- I did not haphazardly, verbally glue googly eyes on all of my creatures. (laughs) It'd be cool if you did. So anyways, what do you do? I think we need to get the heck out of here. And if we run, they follow us. So I think we need to ask Leora to kind of just like poof us out. You can do that. We need to make sure they have a target that is that they'll still fall for or still follow. I mean, they're right here at the checks notes something of the gentleman the nobleman's retreat um where i believe mort has some very capable runners that could drag them somewhere else this is very true can can we have like a non sequitur where i show up or um and i show up or are we like, well, right now you've just so yeah, we can kick back over to Ama and Mort are currently kicking it in the in the inn, you know, in the tavern, just chilling, just sitting back, drinking some lukewarm like snotty grog and eating now properly cooked meat. Uh, is there anything you guys want to do? You know that there's some commotion going on at the the nobleman's retreat. Should we go and uh, see if we can help? I mean, I assumed we were going to help our friends. Uh, Walk or shadow? Oh, can we shadow over there? Let's do that. That sounds like it'll be faster. Leora! Oh, Leora! (laughs) All right, you look. She just dropped you off and you're already calling her again. Well, she dropped us off at the wrong place. (laughs) Yeah, what? Uh, The sickle forms out from under the table and then Leora steps from her own shadow. Yeah, what? I I just dropped you off. You look as though you're relaxing. Can we get dropped off somewhere else now? Yeah, I guess I don't have anything better to do. Fine. <laughs> Our apologies, Leora. We 
would like to get a little closer to our friends if that is possible. Yeah, it's not looking good for them. It's not looking good at all. You may just want to wait once we get there. It might be a quick trip back. Okay, uh, your funeral. She grabs both of you kind of by your collars and you sink into the table. And then you're dumped out right in the shadow of a wall with a torn open gate. You see your three friends standing there looking very sheepishly at a horde of Cronenbergy monsters that are now kind of falling over themselves towards you. Mort! Mort! Are Hector or... Are, are, is Hector within eyesight? No, they're not. Any, okay. Um, is there a torn cloak body within eyesight? Well, there are those, yeah, actually, yes. I guess I'm gonna go revive a torn cloak. <laughs> All right. Um, so here's what I want, Olive. Is your plan to basically reanimate this torn cloak well, um, and then set it to run? Yeah, I was gonna throw some fireballs or something to, like, get their attention. Well, here's the thing. You can't do that because you need to be focusing on your spell. But you have the rest of your team, so we're not gonna drop into combat because, as my, as I understand, your goal is to reanimate the corpse and then leave, right? Yeah, more or less. Make sh- make sure there's enough commotion that the things want to follow it. Gotcha. Okay, so here's what, what we're going to do. This is, like, going to be more narrative because, like, we would just drop into combat for one round for Mort to get this spell off, then everyone would just leave. So all of you have to protect Mort for basically the eight seconds it takes for him to cast this spell, but the bodies are closer to these creatures than they are to you. So how does everyone, like, narratively describe you trying to fight the creatures away from Mort long enough for him to finish this spell and then get out of there and then roll me some d20s? As if you were making an attack. This is going to set the, just like pulling the curtain back, this is setting how hard it's going to be for Mort to maintain concentration while trying to cast a spell in the middle of a melee. Uh, Greg would just try to take take up a position between Mort and the monsters okay and to try to defend them from anything that would come his way okay are you uh what form are you in i'm still cat form. okay so kitty cats hopping around biting at ankles got it am i am i rolling an actual attack or am i just roll like you would roll like you'd be rolling an attack but no damage yeah the this is just okay. success fail and that's going to determine uh mort's spell save dc 23 that's very successful great okay so there's a cat jumping around biting at heels and keeping tentacles away from mort uh, Tonk, what are you doing? Uh, I am trying to get to my spell list at the moment. Um, I'm just going to jump in front of them and swing my hammer and shield around, trying to push as many of them back as possible. Gotcha. Kind of like a, stay back, stay back. <laughs> and that is a 18. Uh, okay. Just need to determine. I knew a 23 was successful. I don't know if an 18 is. Give me one moment. Yep, that's successful. Okay, so yeah, you're managing to fend back the creatures that uh, Greg is not managing to keep at bay with Claw and Fang. Uh, Ama and Rolf. Well, this is a melee, we said, right? It is, yeah. But I mean, if you want to follow at a casual distance and fire some arrows, that seems to be your speed. You know, that doesn't, I think, play into this scene itself. Like, I feel like this is a we are forming the last line of defense around him so he can do this. So swords are the answer, I guess. 
Don't sound too disappointed. Um, but no, honestly, the way I envision this, I know like I had problems with Greg's uh, cat form earlier, and I think multiple times like I'm looking out uh, for Greg's back, protecting him because he is, you know, kicking some tail. Uh, that is a nat twenty plus eight. Dead gum. So not only are you managing to like fend off, um, the creatures that are getting nearer to Mort, you're just doing damage at this point. Like there are, you're leaving bodies piled around of these like squiddy monsters as you finally draw your short sword and actually commit to a melee fight that your GM has been trying to get you to do for forever. Hey, you got me last time. Like a second, and then you ran away. All right, uh, Ama. So Ama believes that she can distract these beasts, and she is going to pull out her flute and try to do some dancing lights. Love it. To distract them. Uh, would that be... Roll performance. Performance, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, because you don't actually have any magic. <laughs> no, I know. I couldn't remember which one it was. That is an eight. Oh, boy. So what happens here is... Alma's like, I'm going to distract them with dancing lights. You jump out with your flute, start ripping into a wicked flute solo. It sounds great. And then, like, ten monsters just pile onto Ama, and she takes a decent amount of damage. <laughs> she does not take that much damage, because <laughs> dice hate me. She takes nine damage as tentacles and claws pound on her on the ground. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Mort, make me a, uh, so, basically you're making a spell attack, right? So roll your d20, add your spell attack modifier. It's just because you're having to maintain concentration for this. Okay. Uh, 24. All right, you made it. You did it. Although I will say it was not, this was actually pretty difficult to do. So good job. <laughs> um, so the body rises and looks at you and goes, Oh, thank goodness I'm alive! I thought that I had been killed by these horrible monsters. What would you like me to do? I feel like I have to do what you say. So you see these horrible monsters? Yeah, I can I run away from them? Like, forever? You sure can. <laughs> well, yes. Well, not forever. Just just to the main gates of the, the creepy castle. You want me to run there and then what? Just stop? Stop there. Maybe get the guards to come help. When you say get, do you mean you want me to go and like provoke the guards of Duke Vile? I think the eels will do that just fine. You just need to get the eels there. Okay, okay. This feels like a project that I'm gonna survive through. And uh, he like starts. He picks up his. You know, he had a sword that he was using. He starts slashing at some of them, whips them into a frenzy, and then takes off running. Is you, am I right to assume that your plan is to escape? Well, yes, but after I cast Thaumaturgy, so anything he screams for the next minute is just, like, booming super loud. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's just screaming, follow me, monsters! I have to go see Duke Vile! We're going to the main gate! That's, like, echoing throughout the entire town as this guy goes leading them off as if he is holding an Olympic torch, you know? Just running, screaming. Good luck. As the uh, creatures all begin to move off, they're casting shadows on the ground, and from those uh, bobbing shadows, you see a scythe form across the ground, and hands re are in like an arm starts grabbing you guys and pulling you into the ground before you're stampeded, and also pulls Ama from the horde of monsters that was like piled up on top of her. 
and you all feel an uncomfortable sensation as you are flattened and then drug back into the inn. Well, that was an interesting tactic, I have to say. Um, but good, good job. You did it. Well, thanks for the lift. Well, no problem. I mean, you're kind of doing me a favor at this point, you know. Um, so what's next? You got uh, a bunch of creepy monsters at the gate. What? What's your plan? Well, I need to find your brother. Oh, well, you could... Okay, you want to go find him? Or maybe you could just grab him and Hector? Oh, yeah, I mean, I could, sure. If you don't mind. Okay, yeah, I'll go grab him. Yeah, I think I, I think our plan now, I think we've sprung to action, right? We started the assault on the gate, we need to rally the rest of our force. Well, it might be more efficient if Mort goes directly to... Oswald, as opposed to bringing Oswald there, because then there's like this weird back and forth and getting the torn cloaks involved. Ah, fa- fair enough. Yes. Well, so here's what happened, though. He said that, and um, she left, <laughs> <laughs> and then like a moment later, a very bloody and battered giant man wearing bracers all up and down his arms at this point, um, that he's like gotten from dead torn cloaks and strapped onto himself smashes wait he just keeps adding more yeah he smashes into the bar he's like a hulking creature whose like head is hitting the ceiling what do you need brother i think it's time to start the assault oh yeah sure totally no problem you just want us to go and help the terrifying monsters attack the the twisting palace uh, maybe not where the monsters are attacking, though. Thank you for making that distinction, brother! We'll rip the place down! Can we, can we use them to help arm the people before they go? Just to, like, speed it up? You need the torn cloaks to pass out swords to all the normal people that we stole from all the normal people. That'd be a sign of good faith. Now that you say it like that. It could be, but <laughs> probably not a good idea. I mean, I can do it! I have to do as I'm told! Yeah, but we'll take care of that. We can take care of that. All right, well, I'll start the attack. I'll see you guys later. Um, can you, uh, can you let me, I can't leave here. I can't walk out the door. I'm, I'm huge. Leora, <laughs> uh, your, your brother's stuck. <laughs> you see a hand, like, reach out from under a table and somehow slurp him under the table. <laughs> This is starting to feel a bit like, um, Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> I modeled this all after Space Jam, yeah, yeah. Which one of us is Michael Jordan? Me. Are we the Monstars? We're definitely the Monstars. <laughs> well, well. Are we the bad guys? Well, I don't want to say yes, but I'm also not going to say no, so I guess that's your answer. We're the bad guys. Uh, alright, so. You know, um,. I realize that we have started this assault, uh, but while the townspeople are getting uh, hooked up with weapons, I, I think I need to take a little bit of a, a rest because something tells me uh, my instruments do not seem to be working very well today, and uh, I, I might I might need to get mad later on. I I believe so. I <laughs> I need to take a short rest, please. I can okay. also use a break. <laughs> I need to heal. I, I, I've got, uh, I, I toss Ama a healing potion. Yeah, I'm less worried about healing. I'm more worried about I need my rage back. Oh. 
Okay. You sip the potion. It's delectable. I, I toss one. I toss one to Rolf too. What? One d six. I have no idea. I just wrote down healing potions. Po- a normal potion of healing is two d four plus two. Wait. So did you throw one to both Ama and Rolf? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So si- since Greg is gonna help with uh, help with distributing swords, he does not have time for a short rest. He's going to he's going to drink a couple of his own healing potions. Cody, can I also drink or uh, roll a hit die during the short rest? Yeah, yeah, you everyone can roll a hit die if they would like. Oh, are we all taking short yeah. rest? Okay. This is this is short rest territory. This is grab a beer. You all sit around for a moment. You drink bad beer and somewhat better meat. So it's just your hit die and that's it? Uh plus your constitution, I believe. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, we definitely needed to top ourselves off because this fight's gonna suck, probably. Yes. Uh do I get um I don't remember if I had one left over. Can we say I have both of my rages? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We can just say you have those. That's fine. Cool. Things are things are going to get crazy, so. Yeah. yeah. I drink two of those horrible beers and I get my rage back. <laughs> can, can we just narratively say that we get the benefits of a long rest, even though we're doing a short rest? Like, Would, it, spent- would it very much help you to have a long rest? Yeah. It, I mean, it would probably help most of us because it resets, like, all of our class features. Yeah, I'm fine and with we that. And have not, we have not had a long rest since we got here. I, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. It's the magic <laughs> of the beer. Yeah, the beer is just so good. Well, it's it's what it is is the cooking. It's the better cooked meat. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, it's the better cooked meat for sure, because, you know, y'all took the time to actually explain to this guy how to cook meat properly. So then everybody would be capped off on HP then. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think we're doing, I think we're, <laughs> we've created a medium rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair because I really didn't plan for long rests in this, so I, I get not wanting to have none of your class features going into like end game territory. So that's fine. It's like we're not actually sleeping a full eight hours, but we're getting the benefits of long rest. But we're also spending hit dice. <laughs> uh, okay, what are y'all doing? Um, I think as a part of like the narrative too, while we're taking a break, um, I assume Terrence is there, and like we can tell Terrence like go out and gather up all the townspeople. You can talk to Terrence if you want, yeah. Hey, Terrence. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, hey, I've been guarding the bar, just like I said I would. And you've been doing a great job, buddy. No one's coming. No, that's good. You know why? Because I'm standing at the door and I'm good at guarding it. Cody, just let me have this. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, yes, it's because you've been doing a great job. And now I have a super important mission for you. Okay. I need you to go get everybody in town that wants to get out of here and wants to fight back. And even if they don't want to, there's an opportunity to leave if we all fight and join together. We have weapons, we have equipment, and we're raiding the tower. Now. Alright, so I can I can do that, but I just want all of you to know, I have never convinced a person of a thing, because I sound and behave like this. So... I think someone should come with me and spread the word and tell everyone, someone who's inspirational, someone who's a motivation all the time, someone who believes so much that they can make this happen, that it will happen. I need a hero. And we only have one charismatic person in this entire party, Cody. Holding out for a hero is what I'm saying. Perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, I'll go with you. Um, he was, like, looking pointedly at, like, Ama or Rolf, and then Greg talks. See, I was gonna imply that 
I was gonna have ha- like have Ama inspire him with a song or something personally. <laughs> All right, Greg, you uh follow, um, you follow. Oh, gosh, what's his name? I'm sorry, Terrence out into the street, and uh, like he like sets up a little soapbox and starts hyping up. He's like, "Hear ye, hear ye, citizens of Undertown! I guess this guy has a." Re- Oh, sorry, go ahead. Ben. I cast Thaumaturgy on him, so it's really loud. <laughs> <laughs> His voice booms across the entire city. Hear ye, hear ye, all the people of Undertown. This guy over here is a hero, and he has something very important to say. And then he, like, I was going to say hands you a mic. Never mind. He just puts you on a little box. All right, take it away. Vinny, I hope you have, like, a super awesome speech ready. <laughs> So everyone, it, it it sucks here, right? You don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> you hear moaning, <laughs> just like uh. Yeah, so we're we're gonna take down Duke Vile. We're we're putting we're putting together an assault. We have weapons for you. Come get them. Uh, okay, roll me roll me a. Uh, I think this would be performance too, or persuasion. Persuasion is better. The the same. Yeah. Well, unless you have one of them trained, you know, you never know. No. Seven. Did you say seven? Seven. I rolled a nine. I'm at a minus two. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you go? Am I the only one that doesn't have any negative stats? I don't have any negative stats. (laughs) So so seven people, like, show up. They all kind of look a little bit like Terrence. And they start picking up swords by the wrong end, you know. Can I go over there and show them how to, like, at least teach them basic, like, don't cut yourself. Yeah. yeah, Tonk is Tonk is distributing the arms carefully, explaining to them how not to stab themselves, and also privately, all of you witnessing this are probably thinking, boy, it's good that there's two other armies assaulting the tower, because this is not going to be very helpful. <laughs> Can I try to convince a couple more people in the back? Yeah, I mean, the reason that, the reason that Greg volunteered to go do this is because it was, like, his brainchild to grab the weapons in the first place. Yeah. Okay. No, I love it. Don't worry, guys. It's going to be fine. This is, this, is, this is the story as it is happening. I'm, I'm sure some of them are better than others. So they're all armed, and they all rush off with Terrence at the lead to start pounding at yet a third side of the uh, Twisted Fortress. <laughs> we just sent those people off to their deaths. And one last thing before we regroup. Greg's going to leave the rest of the armor and weapons just kind of at the town center or whatever it's like and yell out, If anyone else wants to join, I'll leave this here. Welcome to grab stuff and come join us, the tower. Uh, Okay. We should leave the. We should tell the barkeep that say, "Hey, get more people and send them up there. Promise them food." I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I can. I can convince them with my better cooking that I've learned how to make. It's no problem at all. I got it. Don't worry. I'll get more people. We don't have gold here or anything like that, right? Right. Yeah. I couldn't afford to pay people anyway, so this will be fine. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like us personally, like our personal <laughs> gold. Because I'm just gonna like just start. We have slimy gold. Just start throwing something like. Give these out to people, pay them, have them come up. Gotcha. Okay. Uh what next? Um, should we call the bone army? Or use the bone cell phone and get whatever Duchess Vile is going to help us with up there as well? I was gonna say, well, the eel arms are already heading that way, so that's most of her firepower, at least in bodies. But that we do need her support in the fight itself too, probably. How did your meeting go with 
Mama Vile, Lady Vile, Duchess Vile, whatever, whatever her name is. Uh, quite well, I think. It was disturbing. <laughs> How so? But she seems willing to come and help us. She did. She did want her husband's body afterwards. It's mildly concerning, but more, I think you've done other things that are probably equally concerning. I try not to get involved in family feuds. But once she starts her assault, we should be good to go. Shall I dial up the uh, the bone phone? You Do can it. Call her, yeah. <laughs> the bone phone, I love it. As he like sits there with his fingers, like salad fingers. Ooh, that's a blast from the past. Salad fingers. Go ahead, Ben. You you dial you dial up the thing. Hello, how may I help you, Duchess? Uh, are you ready to kill your husband? Yes. Where is he? Once I. Once you're in a room with him, let me know, and I will kill him immediately. Sounds good. We'll give you another call when we're closer. Great! <laughs> she probably has someone guarding the gate or her place. Uh, do you have anyone you could uh, send to help distract him? Um, I have, well, I have a few people, but they're not like soldiers per se. They're more, yeah, I'll send them. They've been slacking. Carl's waving his hand. <laughs> Have her direct the eel arms to focus explicitly on the guards and not the townspeople or torn cloaks. Oh, she's already clarified. That's not something she can do. Yeah, the eels no. are just... She doesn't control them. <laughs> no, I just feel like that was still an important piece of the conversation because we didn't know that. Fair enough. All right. Anything else you all want to do? I'm ready to go. I mean, if we're if we're about ready to go, Greg is going to get himself ready. But... Because of the rest, he transformed back into his normal form. But he's gonna like first thing he's gonna do is transform back into cat form, get his claws ready, like um, uh, put the bonus damage on his claws, just get himself fully ready to fight. Gotcha. Uh, can I sit down and have? Am I able to mount Greg and just be like a a mounted archer? You could if you let Devante talk first. <laughs> Devante, you were saying. Can I sit down and have a meal like in Monster Hunter to get some boosted stats? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you describe what your character looks like in the scene, because that's always my favorite part is seeing, seeing <laughs> Tell me crazy... about how cute your cat is that's also eating. Okay, so my palico is a little, uh, it's like a tabby with purple, uh, with like a dark purple uh, overcoat with some light purple stripes. And green eyes. Um, he has a... Let's see, what kind of armor is he going to have? We're going to go old school. He's just going to have some Tigerex armor. You know, some of that old school OG armor. Um, and we are eating... Oh, I can't think of any of the... Uh, Apanoth? I think that's it. I think that's the first... like Aftonoth. Aftonoth. Thank you. Yeah, that's what we're eating. Eating some of that good meat. Great. So you eat all of that food that somehow exists in this world now, and you feel yourself, you're like, dang, I do feel buffed. My damage done with fire swords made out of dragons has definitely gone up by like four points. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I don't <laughs> use fire swords, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, Alright, anyone else? Anything you want to, you know, state before you, you uh, make your way to the Twisting Palace? Nope, let's do it. Uh, actually, one one last thing before we go. Sorry. <laughs> one last thing before we go. Um, right, right before he transforms, Greg is going to pop his instrument, because he actually does have an instrument. 
Uh, it's a it's a shawm, which I believe is a type of flute. Okay. And he's gonna he's just gonna play a little like I was gonna say it's it's like a somber getting into the spirit of we're about to go into battle type of thing. Okay. You you bust out your sham song. It's sad. As you play this, you see a figure forming up from the shadows under the table. I feel summoned by your somber music. Yeah, I think we're I think we're ready to do this. All right. So here's the deal. I can get in to the the twisting palace, but where I drop you off is not it moves constantly, so I can't get like a fixed position, so it's not like I can drop you off in his bedroom. But I can get you in the gate, and there will be less guards around because of the assaults that you've made. So that's good, but that's as far as I can get you. And then, you know, if you need anything, talk to the shadows and I can try to help you out. Um, But the place moves, so be ready for confusion. It's difficult to maneuver through there. Just as a warning. But, okay, so everyone ready to go? uh, Just to clarify, you're staying with us when we get there, right? Do you want me to? I can. Yeah, I mean, I can be there. I have a scythe. I'm decent in a fight. I mean, I think we can use all the help we can get. Sure. I can be there. Great. Uh, okay. Um, so she grabs all of your hands. Like, you have to kind of, like, hold hands as you do this. So whatever, you know, form a chain. Like Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, exactly like Guardians of the Galaxy, except you get sucked under a table. Um, and again, it's like you see all of these shadows kind of in, like, a flat plane that she moves along and eventually you um get to like a series of flickering kind of bronze lights and as you look in them you see shadows of rooms constantly moving and rearranging themselves so like when you look at one like vision through a shadow it immediately changes to something else which is like another room and you can see all of these things kind of spinning around each other from the twisting palace twisting as it constantly moves and she just kind of picks one at random and jumps through everyone make me an intelligence saving throw oh i got a natural 20 yeah gum i feel like it was a waste 25 (laughs) 14 11 oh boy so everyone that got less than a 15 you feel very queasy And for the next combat, you're going to be making attacks at like a minus one because this is like intense vertigo because you land in a room that feels like it's on the inside of a clock and it is just constantly moving. Like, it's not super noticeable until you see a window and then it's like, oh boy, like you're on a boat getting all the cross drop. It's like that, um, I think that was that. Is that Epcot or Magic Kingdom? I don't remember which one. That's basically a centrifuge. They tell you don't move your head. Yeah, like, keep your head straight forward. I think it was was it Mission Mars? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's at Epcot, and yeah, yeah. Like, and and they say don't turn your head because you will get sick. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> so you're just immediately like queasy as you feel yourself like sloshing around in this room that is technically fixed, and there just aren't enough windows for you to really get like your bearings. So like you're just kind of woozy. You are just kind of in a a room. It seems to be a, like, hallway that you got dumped into that connects to other rooms. The door on the far end is a... So all the walls, everything is made out of a, like, bronze material. So it's like that kind of coppery, goldish tone. And this room itself is moving constantly, but... 
the room is moving as a whole, so it's not like the entire room is constantly twisting. And on either end of this hallway, you can see these, like, intricate hatches and ports that you can, that, like, when the room pauses for a moment, you can see it, like, click, and then it moves again, and the hatch would be, like, unable to be opened. So as soon as it, like, reaches a place where you can open it, you're able to open the doors on either end. But it's just moving between places right now. Basically, this whole thing is, like, a constantly moving elevator. Does that make sense? It's supposed to not. (laughs) (laughs) I feel fine. It's probably because of the food I ate. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Rolf's just struggling to stay stay on his two feet. I'm going to throw up in the corner. <laughs> well, forward or back, I guess. This is always how it is when I come here. It's bad. It's not good. You don't really ever get used to it. As I step out the elevator. <laughs> the mystic elevator. This isn't Betrayal of the House of the Hill, Devante. Get out of here. <laughs> I roll a six. We can go to any room we want. All right. So what's everyone doing? I'm holding on to Tonk for support. Just wherever the party goes, we're going. <laughs> well, considering I look like the uh, well, the one that's in the best shape here, I look around. Can I see outside? You can see outside. So the twisting or the twisting palace itself is made up of just a. It's constantly in motion. So every room is always moving. And, like, randomly at times interlocking with other rooms. Um, so you're currently just in one of those rooms and it is empty. Um, but you just have to kind of try to make your way up towards the top. Well, I guess this is the as best as any. And I step out. And, Carl, I think this is just like the Mystic Elevator. So, ha. Huh. It's, it's going to be very similar to the Mystic Elevator. So... Uh, Tonk, you said you're the one that's gonna try to, like, make your way through this. Just, like, yep. go to the end and open a door and see where it ends up being. Yep. Alright. Uh, Unless someone has any objections. So, gosh, man, do you ever wish that you had the character sheet in front of you, but since you're the DM, you actually don't? Because I want you to make a skill check, I just need to look at the skills. Don't, don't make it a dexterity check. I, what would I do? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't forget, Greg also made that that intelligence save. As did I. We are going to go... We're going to go make me an insight check. Oh, fuck yeah. Everybody? <laughs> no, 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 just just Tonk. That's actually the one I'm really good at. Hey! Uh, um, let's see. 15 plus 6. 21. Okay. Hey. So, you notice something about the motion of this room. It um has a... It's like when you're on a swing, there's a moment when the um you're all potential energy and no kinetic energy, and then you feel yourself swing back. Yep. So it, it's like being on one of those big rides at the fair that swings back and forth, and you manage to figure out to time it where you're on your way up, not on your way back down. So you feel the motion stop for a second, and you open the door and lead the whole party through. Whew. All of you walk into a room that is um empty. And dark, save for a pedestal in the center that has a glowing crystal in it. Um, This room is also in motion, but instead of having like a swinging motion, it's more of a spinning one. So it's rotating um, instead of like moving in a, a circle. And as it does, you can see that there are like windows letting in shafts of light. So as it rotates, you can see the light kind of moving from it like the sun's hitting different windows as it spins 
but all of these windows are angled down towards this one pedestal providing the light. The rest of the room is fairly in shadow. Uh, what does everybody do? An arcana check on the crystal. Okay, roll me that d20. 14 plus 8. 22. Okay, so you go up to... What does it look like when you do an arcana check on something in your mind? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you see the the magic light emanating from anything that's magic? Okay. To so me, it's like a perception check, except you see magic. Okay, so you're just, like, looking at the aura of the thing. Okay, so as you approach it and you stare at it, you can see floating, like, hazily in the crystal, like, text. Does that make sense? Like, kind of going in and out of focus. And as you stare at it longer, you can begin to, like, some of the focus come or some of the text comes into focus and you're actually able to discern words in a correct order and um all you're able to pull from it at first is the greedy cannot proceed i tell that to everyone else the greedy cannot proceed what does that even mean i think it's proceed was it proceed or perceive oh proceed as in to move forward not to see things well Proceed. Okay. There's nothing else in this room, Cody? I didn't tell you anything else, but you can make checks. Let's do it. That's all you get for free. I want to do an investigation. What do you want to investigate? Anything else in this room? No, that's that's fine. I just didn't know if there's anything specific you wanted to, like, dig into. Nope. Okay. Uh, roll me that investigation. 19. Uh, okay. Give me one second. Um, okay, so I mentioned before that the room was spinning, and that's true. Um, and it's fairly smooth, but you notice there are slows. So it doesn't, like, it's not spinning at a constant speed. It spins and then slows, and then spins and then slows. So you can tell that there are distinct stops that the room is making. Um, there's only one door in the room, right? So there's only one way in and out of here. Um, and so what I guess you could gather from that is every time it spins, it's stopping at certain places. Does that make sense? Okay. So apparently this room is not spinning at a constant rate. It's not, it feels like it's stopping at different points, which is probably different exits. Don't think about it too much. You'll just end up making yourself sick again. He says, looking at Rolf. Rolf wants to try to perceive <laughs> anything that... Like, specifically with the, the greedy can't, will not proceed bit, like, I'm looking for something that would hinder our progress, because I don't, to me, when I hear that, I think, is like, okay, there's got to be something shiny that we want to take, in, in my mind. Okay. I mean, there is something shiny that we want to take. Um, All checks minus one? Yes, yes. Until the end of the next combat. Sixteen. Okay, and you're trying, you're like rolling perception on like the concept of the poem or the concept of this like line of it, I guess. Yeah. I, I think he was specifically trying to see is there something in this room that we would want to take that it's trying to like tell us not to take? Oh, okay. That, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So here, here, I'll give you this. You go up to the, the, this stone that is, you know, this gem. It's glowing in the center. The sun is shining on it. You can see, like, brilliant illuminations coming off of it. Um, but you kind of distract yourself for a moment from the shiny itself and look at the pedestal that it's sitting on. It is, like, a part of it. 
like the pedestal itself is made out of brass. It's not like this gem is set on top of it. It is like grown into it. So like it doesn't look like something that you could just like grab and take with you. I guess that will help us with the greed thing, I guess. My point is that the method of interaction is not I want to take this thing. It is not a takeable. It is a part of the room. But there's nothing else in the room that's takeable. There is nothing else in the room that is takeable. No. Okay, because I'm thinking more of like an Aladdin Cave of Wonders thing where there's like just touch nothing. But okay. I don't know. I'm still queasy. I can't think straight. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got a bunch of doors that it's stopping at every however often and the thing we can't take. That's correct. And so far you've only looked at it. I tell one of the skeletons to touch it. Ooh. That is interesting. Okay, you look over at uh one of your skeletons, one of your bone boys, and you instruct them to take it. And they go, Nyah! I don't instruct them to take it. I instruct oh, sorry, to them touch to it. Touch, touch it. it. Touch it. Right. And they go, yeah, yeah. Um, and your favorite dearest bone boy reaches out and touches it. Immediately, the hand that touches it starts to dissolve. And the in front of your eyes, your one of your dear bone boys is absorbed into the gem that begins to glow a little bit brighter, and new text forms on the surface that just says, One has been made humble. Well, I think that that, that puzzle solved. Don't touch the gem. Let's go. I guess Greg is going to try to time opening the door with one of the stops. You could, how many, times yeah. it, how many times does it stop and per rotation? That's a good question. For the sake of this room as a puzzle, it is making... Frequent stops to the point of it, like... You can't tell. You could say, like, 30, but it could also be 50. That, that... I, I just don't... I don't want to tell you a number and then have you think, like, oh, it's 12, I want to stop at it at 12 o'clock. That's not going to matter. But you can pick a stop and check and see what's there. I was thinking more, if it made, like, two stops, obviously, go for the one we didn't come out of. If it made right, no, it stops. makes a lot. It makes okay. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would just pick a random one, just wait till it felt like it stops, and then try to open the door. Okay, you pick a slowdown, you open the door. Um, When the, you pull the door open, what you see is pretty dark, it's in shadows. Uh, make me a perception check. Ten. Uh, okay, so you kind of are startled at first, because you see a, like, hunched-up figure kind of in a dark closet, basically. It's just kind of in a little nook. It's all folded up like it's um, kneeling almost. But it's distinctly humanoid. You can kind of vaguely see two arms and two legs and a head. Um, but as soon as you, like, open the door, peek in, you see this figure. The um, You're, like, looking at it in a small room. And as that's, like, all you grasp from that as the room continues to move. And then you're looking at bare wall again. Oh, okay, so the doors don't stop once we open them. No, it doesn't, like, lock in. It's moving still. Well, the door's still open. What else do we see as (laughs) as it rotates around? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, you want to leave the door open and just let it go? I mean, yeah, the door was still open. I didn't close it. Okay, so as you leave it open, um, you see um, one of two things. You either see empty space, like 
the very uncomfortable thing of you are standing like stories up in the air, like high rise looking down into undertown, right? Or you see more of these closets with um figures standing in them. Those okay, you said closets. I didn't see another door on the other side. No. Of these like rooms? No. How long how long is the doorway like safe to pa- travel through? You could like hop in. Does it you could get the whole party in. What are you tr- what are you trying to avoid? You don't have to make a check to not cut your arms off. No, I want to avoid splitting the party. Oh, so if did do like all of you want to like try to pile into one of these little nooks with a figure in it? Yeah, th- that's what I want to avoid. I don't want to like try to go through one of these and then like two of us get through and then the other f- four including Laura are stuck behind. I will say like mechanically getting through a door is not a check. Okay. Getting through uh, a door intentionally last time was because there were a lot of options for where you guys could have ended up, um, and you just rolled the good one, so, you know, you didn't have to fight a bunch of palace guards. So what do you say? You want to move forward into one of these rooms next time it comes up? Yep. Alright, everyone, get close. Alright, is everyone going to try to pile through at once? Yeah. Okay, so... uh Another one of these rooms comes up with a figure kind of crouched in a corner. You all pile your way into it, um, and then the door shuts behind all of you, and you're all basically crammed in a very tiny elevator. Like a pretty small elevator with this hunched-up figure in basically total darkness. Like, I mean, pitch black. Lovely. Can can I just, like, light a fireball? Dark, Dark vision. Dark vision. Oh, yeah, actually, shit, I've got dark vision, too. And I could grant dark vision to everybody. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, every every DM's nightmare. I have dark vision too. <laughs> it, it's really funny. Every DM's like, you enter a pitch black thing, and then the whole party's like, I got dark vision because every freaking race has dark vision. It's magical dark. It's not magical darkness. There's nothing magic about the darkness. <laughs> I tap Tonk on the shoulder and be like, Can I get some dark vision? Yeah, please. All right, all of you see that description of a figure that I described before? That's all you get for free, but you're in this room now if you want to do other stuff. I investigate the figure. Uh, okay. Roll me a check. What's investigation? 23. Okay, so you notice two things. The first one is that this thing is mostly hollow. Like, it's not even full of mechanisms there's no like gearing on the inside it's just basically a big brass suit of armor that has a sword and a shield with it but what you also notice is similar to like how you said you could sense an aura of magic when you try to use investigate magic when you look at this thing you can see like a tendril of magic connected to it can i do an arcana check yep uh 23 um, so this, like, so sometimes with inve- you can learn, like, schools of magic, and I don't know all of them. This would be, like, a, this is, um, like an animate thing. So it, it is animated by magic. That is how it would be able to move. So you can tell this is, like, a puppet. There's a string connected to it. This thing can move magically. It's just right now it's dormant. Is there a- any way I could cut the string? Ooh. That is a very interesting question, and I think by the mechanics of the game, the answer would be no, but I also like this idea. Okay, so I, I, wanted, I want you to be able to try this, uh, but I also want to be very clear that this thing was made by Duke Vile, who is not 
anything to scoff at. And it's also a very dangerous creature and you're in a very confined space. And poking it might wake it up, but it might also be successful. So I just want to make all that very clear about the stakes of what you're about to do. But yes, you can try. <laughs> Does anyone have uh, concerns with me trying to uh, unanimate or dis disconnect this thing from its power cord? How confident are you? Oh, that's a good question. 50-50? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we don't even know what this room is for. Is this just a closet? Is it an elevator? What is this? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. It's a, it's definitely a kill room. Does Leora know anything about what this thing is, by chance? Oh, yeah, I forgot Leora's there. Hi, yeah, what's up? What did you want to know? What's that? Uh, that's a, that's a suit of empty armor. Not a murder bot? I'm not a wizard. I'm not a wizard. What I am, if I was gonna, like, have a class, is like a rogue with a magic sickle. What I'm not is a wizard at all, even a little bit. We just thought you might have more insight into what your dad's been doing here. Well, okay, so I can tell you this. If you're telling me this thing can animate and attack things, I'm guessing it's a guard of some sort. That's that's what I would take away from this, is these are guards that currently seem to be dormant. But they're guarding something, so, you know. Is there anything other than the, the little body in here, Cody? No. And that, um, that itself is telling you something? Does that make sense? Like, there, there isn't anything in here. It's very small. Basically just big enough for this thing to be in here. Almost like it's being stored in here? Almost like it's being stored in here, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't bother this one. Like, it's not guarding anything. Could it come back later? Maybe. But is it worth fighting in this confined space if it gets off? Well, definitely not that. I guess then our only other way is back the way we came. I think so. I didn't really see any other rooms other than ones like this. Shall we try to leave? All right. You have a, a long little wait as you're waiting for the room to rotate back around to the point where you can get back through a door. That takes a while. Um, cause the room is pretty large, so there's like a large circumference here to cover. Uh, but eventually you see like light again from this, uh, gem in the middle of a room. You all hop back through and you're back in the room with a gemstone with the, um, floating text of, oh gosh, what it, is it the, the greedy cannot proceed? Does it still say the one humble thing? Um, so when, the bone boy touched the thing and it said one has been made humble. Um, it would have like glowed green for a moment and then went back to only oh, okay. uh, the greedy cannot proceed. I thought it was more of like a tally thing. No, I, I get it now. One, the actual word, not as opposed to a numerical value. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like mislead you because that's not what you're saying is not technically inaccurate. I just hadn't considered it as a tally, but the implication of it being a tally is not off base. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I got it. So what now? Um, so Ama uh has mostly been keeping like to the edges of rooms because uh I rolled very poorly. So she's been feeling very sick. Uh <laughs> Ama's gonna step forward. Whatever we do, 
I, I just, I, this room needs to stop. It, it needs to stop spinning. Uh, and, uh, I'm just going to touch the gem. Yeah. Uh, okay. You touch the gem. It glows red and says, none who are greedy may proceed. What do you do? Does the room stop spinning? Yeah. Does it do it? Do like, it, does the gem do anything other than just turn red? It just turns red. Okay, that didn't work. Someone else try something. As you say that, the room rotates to another one of those closets, and instead of this time it being dark, you see flaming red eyes as um, intricate patterns traced all over a suit of animate armor uh, glow bright red, and a suit of armor walks from the closet holding a large sword and shield. Can I try to disconnect it now? Uh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. What do I need to do, Cody? Roll an arcana check? Okay, so it's not going to be an arcana check. Make me a, uh, so you have a spell attack modifier. Yep. This is basically going to be a competition of wills between you and Duke Vile, who would be the thing keeping this thing animated, and you trying to, like, sever the connection. So make me a, yeah, so roll plus your... Spell attack modifier. Do you, do, you, do you know what the spell attack modifier is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, okay. I have a number. 27? I did not roll that high, and I wish I had. So, you reach out with your mind and uh, try to, like, wrestle control of this thing away from Duke Vile, and... You can feel like this intense pressure in your mind as you're reaching out with your magic to try to disconnect this thing. Um, but you're able to like this same like consciousness that's connected to this one is connected to tons of them. So there's a lot of them that it's trying to control at once. And you're able to wrestle control away from it for a moment and the eyes of this thing darken and the suit of armor collapses onto a, into a pile on the ground. Uh, the stone is now again, uh, just like glowing because of the sunlight hitting it, but it's not green or red. Can I do an arcana check with the new knowledge? Yes, you can. Uh, uh, that's not gonna do anything. Eleven? Yeah, no, so all you know is what you know. Uh, I wanna go investigate the pile of armor. Oh, okay. Uh, roll me an investigation check. <laughs> Ten. It's made of metal. <laughs> this armor is made of armor. <laughs> I'll roll investigate on the armor. Roll me that investigate on the armor. Not better than Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you know, I don't... I, I don't go think up it's... to him and it's like, yeah, you're right, it is made of armor. <laughs> I go over there. So, so who's the least greedy here? I think we could all just touch that and... See if we just get a stream of those dudes. Greg, probably, because he wanted to, like, help the citizens. Like, it was basically Robin Hood here. Or Leora, who is the textbook Robin Hood of our campaign. Yeah. Per the DM. I don't know that I want to touch that. That seems dangerous for me. I'm not cannon fodder for all of you. Is this a joke? Yes. I came here to help you kill somebody, not to touch magic rocks. You guys deal with the rocks. I... Help cut things. Well, we're open to solutions here, so... Alright, Greg. Would one of you people touch the rock? <laughs> okay, I go touch the rock. <laughs> you touch the rock. It glows red. Ooh, None who are greedy may proceed. I do like... I am very greedy. Uh, as you do that... Do you do anything else? No. No. 
All right. Uh, the room rotates, and you see fiery red eyes from another closet as another 25. suit of armor. Okay, well, let me roll my face. Ooh, ooh, twenty-six. Shit. Uh, so Boo! this man. Reach out with your magic, and you feel a horrible, like, bur- oh, it was actually more than that. It was thirty. Um, you feel like a horrible, crushing headache as you reach out with your mind and try to rip control away. You can almost feel a voice whispering in your ear: "Not to this. Not, not to this time." You know, you only get so many shots at your cool villain one-liner. <laughs> Not to this time. <laughs> Not this time. And you feel like yourself shoved away mentally and physically as you stumble to the ground and take six damage. You have like a nosebleed. Your mind is spinning. And a suit of armor is clomping towards all of you. And that is where we will end. Thanks for listening to this episode of Undertown. The music for this show was Action Epic by Kamiku and can be found at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. If you like this show, you can check out more at our website or on Podbean and interact with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also find us streaming on Tuesday nights at wandering underscore gamers on Twitch. Until next time, be careful wandering the Undertown.